0: I'm preaching to people who have stopped sowing because of what you didn't know, because you didn't know. they quit too soon. It's too soon to tell what it's going to be. It's too soon to tell if it made a difference. It's too soon to tell whether or not it was worth it. It's too soon for you to start. Every time you take the seed and pluck it out to look at it and judge it, you interrupt the process by which it grows. So, stop judging it and keep watering it. Before you can receive anything, you have to release something. For those of you who like to take notes, you can write down the word release, because process is revealed in potential, and potential is revealed in process. and It comes a little bit along and along, but the first step is to release. The sower must release the seed to see what it could be. I'm just wondering is there something that you need to release in your life today? And could it be possible that you are looking at something, praying about something, and trying to manipulate something that God wants you to release so that it can mature and manifest? And this is for all of us who are control freaks. Because until we release it, it can't grow. Look at your neighbor and say, let it go. Tell them, watch it grow. Let it go and watch it grow. But it can't grow if you're trying to control it. right? It's starving seeds and then it's strangled seeds, holding on so tight. Oh, it's my time. It's my money. I feel so sorry for people who aren't generous. I feel so bad for you because all stinginess does is strangle the seed that God has given you, and if you could let it go, who knows what it could be? What if I just preached that sermon in the mirror? It would bounce right back, but if I put it out through that camera, it might hit Botswana and help somebody in their life. Or Bamberg, South Carolina. I don't care. It's God's business where it goes. It's my job to sew it. And you got to sew it in the morning, sew it in the evening, sew it when you feel it, sew it when you don't. Sew it when they cheer for you, sew it when they criticize you. Sew it when they Hosanna, and sew it when they want to string you up. Sew it when they notice, sew it when they don't. Sew it, sew it, sew it. Just like you can't live your life not accessing everything that's on the device and expect to be a reflection of the image of God, you also, and I want to say this is so important because when we talk about potential, a lot of people start trying to produce something that God did not put inside of them. We got oranges wanting to be apples, apples wanting to be kumquats. You're not a kumquat. You are a delicious red apple. You're going to be a big, juicy red apple. But you will not be a kumquat. But I got to let go of what I think I'm supposed to be. To become what I am. You know how sometimes you get this parental guilt? This feeling of… like I watched a football game with the boys last night, and I came to tears because there was a commercial of a man taking his son fishing. I was choked up. I said, I'm so sorry, boys, I never took you fishing, because I'm thinking that's where the lessons of life need to happen, on the boat. (laughs) They were like, It's okay, Dad. It's fine. Let's watch football. But it can just always make you feel like, well, I need to be a dad like that. You know? The truth of the matter is, Holly was telling me how her dad used to take her out on the boat all the time. I was like, do you ever feel like you married the wrong guy? That I've never taken our family out on a boat once? I don't even know how to drive a boat. She said, no, I hated it on the boat. My dad liked the boat. See how I did it, though? I got to take my kids out on a boat to be a good dad. It's just a small thing, I understand. It could be much deeper than that. You could start thinking when you are supposed to have a family by anything. I am supposed to be further along in my career. But when you let go of what is supposed to be in your mind, when you let that go, and the sower has to release the seed. I feel God calling some of us to release some things, even to release bitterness. Some of us, if we would release that root of bitterness, we would reap a harvest of peace. It has to be released. God is is calling me to release some things, release some expectations. And released my white knuckled Enneagram one perfectionist ideas. <laughs> Did I get it right? One? Yeah. I don't know. All I do know is this. Sometimes I cut off my circulation and strangled the seed of opportunities because of my need to control it. So when you throw your net on the other side, you know what I love about sewing? You don't have to be in a good mood to do it. The seed doesn't care if you carefully dropped it or threw it and walked off. It's still where it's supposed to be. Peter said, we've worked hard all night and caught nothing, but because you say so, and he got blessed while he was rolling his eyes because he had the faith to do what Jesus said. you got to sow it when you feel it, and sow it when you don't. Now from the seed's perspective being planted is a different experience because the sower has to release but the seed has to remain and both are so important so important I didn't mean to do that I promise so Important to remain 13 years before he knew what that mantle meant. 13 years of being planted. Correctively speaking, why does Peter get so much airtime in pulpits for stepping out of a boat? That same thing that made him step out of the boat made him run when Jesus went to the cross. How about John, who stayed in the boat? And when Jesus was on the cross, stayed by his side to take care of his mom. But we don't celebrate those who stay. We don't celebrate those who who just do it. We, We make a tagline out of it for a shoe company, but we don't celebrate it. In other words, the seed has to remain in order to reproduce. Now I wonder why we think that God can grow what He wants to grow in our life when we keep uprooting what He's doing every time it gets uncomfortable. Yeah. And the soil is so important to the growth of the seed that you can have a really good seed and it can become nothing, not because it was nothing, because it was surrounded by something that wasn't worthy of its presence. You can put a really good seed, this is the power of environment that what is around the seed determines whether what is within the seed comes out of the seed. And I don't know if this is pertinent to anyone in the area of who you spend the dominant amount of your time hanging out with, but what's around it eventually determines whether what is within it comes out of it. You can have really good stuff in you But if everything around you is just dark and noise, and everything around you, if there's no light to it, if there's no hydration to it, it won't take root. And so, if it doesn't take root, it can't come out. And as a matter of fact, God sent me to speak to some people saying, There's nothing wrong with the seed. There's nothing wrong with who you are. It's just what you've surrounded yourself with in your mind, in your heart, on your feed, in your time, on your schedule. I'm looking for plowed ground. I want other people in my life who can help bring out. I want to join an e-group. Oh, watch that plug. This dude's a professional. I want to get around some good soil, because I want the good stuff that is in me to come forth out of me. How many of y'all, if you could put your kids around the right people, you just know your kid would be a doctor? I know they would. It's the environment, but watch this. Why do we think God can bless us to grow when every time the soil gets uncomfortable, we go to another church? You feel that tension shift? I did. When I see people in this church who have been here 10 years, when I see people in this church who would be planted, I realize that… The potential of what is in someone can only really manifest when it has time to mature. And when we walk around, you know, oh, well, I don't like that. You know, I'm going over here to a new church. I don't like the way they talk to me. I'm going, I'm going over here. I'm going to make some new friends. You know what? You are taking the old you to the new friendships. And so, whatever, y'all don't like this. Y'all don't like this at all. I'm going to sow this seed anyway. I'm going to hit some good ground with this seed. It's so important that you stay sometimes. And I know sometimes you got to find better ground, but sometimes it's our inability to just let what God is doing in our life work. He uses some uncomfortable things. But if you never stay, you'll never see it. If you just keep moving to a new city every time you make a mess out of your relationships, so you can start over with the same seed that you carried in the last relationship, you will never see the potential of it. So I gotta, I gotta stay. I gotta stay in faith. I gotta remain in the vine so I can bear much fruit. So I can become what I already am in potential form. And only God knows how long it's gonna take for me to become all that I am. When John was writing about it in his epistle, he said, uh, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called the children of God. Now watch this in verse 2. Beloved, we are God's children now. Now when I am forgiven, I am full of the Holy Spirit, I am well-able, I am strong and courageous. That's in me now. But what we shall be has not yet appeared, and it can only appear if it remains. It will be revealed if you remain." Thirteen years for potential to be revealed? Most of us won't do it for thirteen days. 13 years to see what it is, 13 years of being planted. And then he did, watch this, Elisha did twice as many miracles as Elijah did. You don't know what's in you yet. You don't know what the broken bread of your disappointed expectations is going to multiply into if you leave it in God's hands a little while. You don't know yet. The Enemy can't remove anything that God put in you, but if he can keep you from sowing it, you will never know what it would have been. If he can get you to quit, give up, end your life, stop hoping, turn into a cynic, if he can get you to stop sowing… I'm preaching to people who have stopped sowing because of what you didn't know. Because you didn't know. It quit too soon. It's too soon to tell what it's gonna be. It's too soon to tell if it made a difference. It's too soon to tell whether or not it was worth it. It's too soon for you to start. Every time you take the seed and pluck it out to look at it and judge it, you interrupt the process by which it grows. So stop judging it and keep watering it and keep sowing. And keep trusting because Elisha goes on not only to part the waters of the Jordan River, which was his first miracle. But then he gets to Jericho, and they need a healing in the water, and so he heals the poisonous waters. His second miracle, and then he calls she bears out of the woods to kill some little boys, because he was still working this thing out. Because potential can be tricky at first, and so you can misuse your power in an earlier stage of your life. Never forget that the thing that makes you powerful makes you vulnerable, and unguarded strength is a double weakness. It's all about potential. But everything he did was about potential. From the moment he was plowing, it was about. Potential from the moment that he told the kings, Hey, dig the ditches. In preparation for the rain that is not coming from a natural source, but God is going to send it when you do a natural thing. It was preparation for the potential of the power of God, like like the woman's oil. See, you never judge what can be in the resource by the size of the current supply. So the woman's like, "Oh, it's not much. Oh, I'm not very good. Oh, I'm not very much. Oh, I'm not very known. Oh, I don't have many followers. Oh, I'm not Jay Z. Oh, I'm not Beyonce. Oh, I don't have." that. I can't sing like that. I can't move like that." But a little bit of oil flowed into a lot of jars. It wasn't about the amount of j- oil. It was about the amount of jars. When, when, when the Shunammite woman made him a guest room, he prophesied she would have a baby. She had given up on that. She didn't even believe that was possible. She didn't even know that was in her until the Word of God spoke it over her. You don't know what's in you. You don't know what's in your kids. Don't judge it too soon. They might turn out better than all the straight-A students. The straight-A students might be working for them. You don't know yet. It's too soon to tell. My God, who is this for? God is just all over me for somebody today. I, I know when he speaks through me like this that it's for one person know who I'm sowing this into, but it'll come back. I'll hear about it. I release this word over your life today. I release it over your life like Elijah released a mantle on Elisha's shoulders, that when this word hits you, the potential of what God has put in you, every gift, skill, experience, plan, everything that God has brought you through, even all the pain. That's a potential miracle. That's the seed of the Word of God. A seed seeds a small thing. Elisha told Naaman, go down to the Jordan, dip seven times. You know when he was healed? Not on the first time, not on the second time, not on the third time, on the seventh time. Potential is revealed in process. One day a young prophet was chopping some wood to build a school for the prophets, and the axe head fell in the water. Elisha showed him where… When the young man showed him where it had fallen, something came on the axe head. It floated to the surface. The potential for God to speak to a small thing in your life is just as easy as it is for him to speak to a big thing. See, All that was on Elisha in potential form, and all of it manifested. When he planted himself in the purpose of God, so good to me. There's so much still in you, man. There's so much still in you, but you won't know if you stop sowing. So now follow Elisha all the way to the last miracle he performs. The the Bible records, depending on how you divide it, like 15 miracles that Elisha performs. Elijah performed eight, so it's roughly doubled the amount of miracles, the double portion that Elisha asked for. He got it. And The last thing we see him do… He's with this king who's being attacked. He tells the king to take these arrows in his hand and start striking the ground with the arrows. Every time he struck the ground with an arrow as an act of faith that represented a potential victory that God would give him. And when he struck the ground three times and stopped, it upset Elisha. And Elisha said, "You are using this device so far beneath its potential." And he was angry, because he saw the victories that could have been. If the king had believed in his potential. And you know what's really weird? After everything that Elisha did, one miracle short of exactly twice as many miracles as his mentor. Elijah did eight, Elisha did 15. The king strikes the ground and stops and forfeits his potential. And Elisha is angry. And the next verse says, in First Kings 13:20, Elisha died, and they buried him. Only this: he wasn't buried. He was planted because there was still one more miracle left in him that hadn't been tapped yet. There is someone who still has a miracle in your bones and something that you have buried is trying to come alive while I'm preaching today. Something that you have buried, a hope or a character, element of your character, or something that you have believed God for and is, is still in your bones. So they buried Elisha. and One day, the Bible says, as they were conducting a funeral… Oh, so much potential in this room. There is so much potential in this room. You have no idea the potential that is in this room. As they were conducting a funeral, the Bible says that every springtime the Moabite raiders would come in, and they would invade the land during harvest time. Isn't that interesting that the attack always happens when the harvest is coming? Y'all sleeping on the preacher now. I know I wore you out, but stay with me three minutes, and I promise you I'm going to close this. The attack always happens. The enemy, if he can't keep you from sowing, he wants you to walk away when you're about to reap it. He wants you to walk away just at the moment, and if you stop now, you won't know what could have been. So the Bible says that there was a man that was being buried. There was a funeral in progress. Verse 21 says that when the band was coming, they got in a hurry and they threw the man watch this on the grave of Elisha. Now, when they did that, it messed up the funeral because when they buried Elisha, he still had one more miracle in his bones. So now when the dead thing hit the bones of Elisha. Watch what God's about to do in your life. As soon as the man touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood up on his feet. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying if you'll throw it on the bones, if you will believe in the power of God, if you will declare resurrection power over everything you've sown, nothing is wasted. Nothing is over. Nothing is finished. If God is in it, it shall come forth. It really is a privilege to share God's Word with you. Thank you for joining me. But each week we just have a little bit of time together, and I'd love to take the conversation beyond just a TV program. So if you want to go deeper, if you want to connect on another level, you can call or go online right now and request exclusive resources from today's message. We'll make them available to you with your gift of any amount to the ministry. But I wanna tell you about something else too. Live, every single Sunday, we broadcast a message from Elevation Church, the church where I pastor. And so you can tune in, worship with us, hear a message, experience the ministry live as it happens. And what's even better, you can connect with a community of people from all over the world, we call it EFAM, E like elevation, E like extended. It means a lot of different things. But it's just our way to connect with you beyond this broadcast. I would love for you to join us live this weekend. Then you can go online, stephenfurtick.com slash live. Don't forget the slash live. It will take you directly to the details and the times. So do it now. Visit the website. I'll see you this weekend. Some of you have had the wind against you your whole life. You didn't have the right shoes, your parents didn't make a lot of money, you had to learn to fit in, you had to learn how to be tough, you had to learn how to be hard, and you learned how to survive a storm. But the problem with that is sometimes the wind isn't even against you, but you still feel like it is. You don't know the way God is going to work in your situation. And It is always too soon for you to quit on something that God put on the inside of you. If he gave you a dream, it's too soon to walk away from it just because it doesn't manifest in three dimensions by the time you get done praying about it. Seeds can be deceiving. Seeds can look awfully small. Seeds can look impotent, and they may be dormant for a while, and when you sow them, they go away for a little while, but they didn't go to die. They went to multiply. Some of the things in your life that you said goodbye to, you need to say, see you later. I'm expecting you to come back up again because I believe in resurrection. If God's put gifts and dreams inside of us, isn't it time to find out what they are? Your potential isn't gone. It's just waiting for you to access it. Call or go online now for your copy of Unlocking Your Hidden Potential. EFAM is our online family at Elevation Church. It doesn't matter where you call home, becoming a part of our EFAM is as simple as joining us online each week. Each weekend we broadcast our worship experiences to thousands of people around the world. It's so simple for you to join the huge move of God that is happening through our EFAM by tuning into experiences on the weekend or on demand when it's convenient for you. When you participate, you'll experience awesome worship music, preaching, and community with people tuning in, just like yourself. You can have a deeper connection by joining an e-group and an e-team, giving online, and connecting with other e-fam near you through watch parties. Wherever you find yourself in life, we want to be a place you can depend on for receiving inspiration, encouragement, and support. Grow your faith, no matter where you are. You have... I so-